I will go ahead and note for everyone, it is 11 minutes after 11, so take that in, yeah, put it however you need to. <laughs> We're not, uh, or we should not be uh, restricted to time as much as we are, but uh, uh, I know, I know that not only at meetings, uh, church and and all the, when it starts pushing noon, uh, then they want the preacher to start looking at the clock. (laughs) I have been in services, though, before. Where and, and one always comes to mind. Years ago at Grace Church in Houston, and a, a preacher from Georgia, now I can't even think of his, his name, not important, but uh, he's preaching. My dad put him up, and he preached for an hour and 20 minutes. It was 20 minutes after noon. And it was one of those times you'd look, when he did sit down, nobody was looking at the clock. Now, I know... He was blessed to preach and all that. I'm not going to, you know, I know y'all are looking at the clock a lot of times when, when I'm trying to wrap it up, but uh, uh, may the Lord bless today. But uh, So we don't want to be restricted to that. And as I've said before, and I'll remind you again, not, not in our song service either. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just fine with, with going over in that. I usually don't need the, a full hour. So, uh, But I would ask you to pray. Uh, in what I have on my mind today, um, so y- yesterday, uh, you know, and I, well, uh, brother, we had heard two ministers yesterday morning, and then uh, brother John Mark Clark, who's a pastor at Dixie, uh, chose to to put uh, me and and my brother Mark Rowell up yesterday afternoon preached and. Uh, so, uh, Brother Mark uh, went to spend a lot of time in the, uh, uh, what is it, the fourth chapter of John, I believe it is. Um, and I took some things from that. Uh, and then I, I began, uh, or at least spent a lot of time in the 17th chapter of Acts. And I'm going to go back through there, but it's, it's to me, it's... it's uh, Amazing sometimes to me as a minister, and you you probably can see this as well, but that of the time I spent in Acts chapter 17 and that Mark spent in John chapter 4, that you can go through there again, not even really touch the thoughts, the same thoughts or themes that we preached on yesterday. And that's what I—that's I, the—I won't call it a dilemma. It's a bless; should be a blessing. I, it remains to be seen. Uh, but uh, so I, I pray for that. And so, but I want to to tie uh, three different places together. If if I will continue to be blessed with a mind to do so, and and to bring out some thoughts, uh, and um, mainly in John chapter four, but. Uh, so don't turn to either of those. Go to Matthew chapter 8, if you have your Bibles. <laughs> Nothing like throwing you off there. But, and I'll just be here for a moment. Uh, I only intend to be. But, and, and when I recently preached uh, on this, uh, the subject of, of leprosy 
and and the healing of that and so forth and the application of that, uh, I, I believe I went to this uh, eighth chapter of Matthew, but I just want to get one one part of this. After Jesus had healed this leper here, I believe I went through and the different ways that the different scenarios. At one point, Jesus healed several and didn't even touch them. This one, he uh, he had faith and, and uh, said, saying, Lord, in the second verse, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. He put forth his hand and touched him, and he healed him. And we know, we know, even those the ten that he healed in the other uh, writing, and then this, Jesus did not even have to be there. We know that. <laughs> the healing hand of God Almighty, uh, he can heal it, and, and instantaneously. Uh, Hezekiah had to go do something to be healed. Then he asked for a sign that he would know he was healed, uh, and the Lord was merciful and gave him that. So different ways and all, but that's not what I want to go into. But what I want to touch on here, and then go to John, Gospel of John chapter 4. Jesus saith unto him, this man, he healed him. Now, I would think, I would think, uh, if I was in the church, if I was an apostle, if, and then if, if I were, was, were Jesus and in his life here, then he would want everyone to realize this. And, of course, Jesus giving, uh, doing the will of his Father. It wasn't for his glory here. Uh, but he says, See thou tell no man, uh, but go thy way. And then do what he was set out to show yourself to a priest. Follow the law. Jesus, he, he nailed that down there. But tell no man. Now, we are not, we're shown that the reason for that, at least one of them, I don't, I, I'm not going to even pretend to, to read the mind or speculate Jesus Christ, his thoughts or his, his meaning behind certain things. But we're told many times, well, Jesus then could not go into these towns. It was so, it was so crowded. They wanted to, because by the way, he went and told everyone. <laughs> so uh, uh, he, he went against what, against what Jesus told him to do. Could certainly run with that, couldn't I? <laughs> I think, I know for me, and I believe for you, that we go sometimes and do things that Jesus tells us not to do. Uh, but isn't it better when we do what he says? And uh, for him, he was cured of leprosy. It's not like Jesus. And well, and Jesus knew. He knew he was going to go tell. But he told him, tell, don't tell no one. Tell no man. But in this all-knowing aspect of God, he knew he, he was going to, uh, to do that. Uh, he did not then say, okay, well, fine, I'm giving his leprosy back. No, he healed him. <laughs> that was done. Uh, and, uh, and even though he knew, and he healed him in the first place, even though he knew he's going to go tell everyone. So, uh, again, this is, this is the, 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 the will of God, uh, and, now, and, and I won't go into that and whether or not we're, we're doing things within the will of God or without and so forth. But uh, so... Uh, he, he said, don't tell anyone of this miracle. Now, in John chapter 4, uh, this... Now, there's sometimes that I can 
miraculously remember and think, oh, in this particular book and chapter, this is the scene that's going on. Uh, and and uh, then and, and all that here I I'd have to go and look but it's the woman at the well and beautiful beautiful story uh, I, I listened to a, a song on on a, 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 the radio about that and with someone saying that well I I am I was the woman at the well and so forth beautiful song as well uh, but. Um, I want to get some some thoughts here in this. Uh, In the fourth verse of the fourth chapter of John, that verse, short sentence here, just says, And he must needs go through Samaria. So Jesus is going from one place to another. And uh, it says he must needs go through Samaria. So you continue reading through this fourth chapter... Uh, and you can see, you can read why he must needs go through Samaria. Uh, we know uh, uh, that uh, of the Jews, uh, uh, how they look upon the Sam- uh, Samaritans, it's not good. Brother Mark said yesterday, there's no love lost there. That's mild. <laughs> That's mild. Mildly worded. No love lost. Uh, but uh, the Jews, uh, and so uh, these the apostles and, and Jesus and all, but he must needs go through Samaria. Uh, now, we'll see why uh, here. Uh, and he has a conversation with this woman. Uh, and I believe I could tie this in to uh, Acts chapter 17. Uh, but... Uh, in, in some of these thoughts. But uh, if we flip over uh, a little bit farther in this fourth chapter, after Jesus has, has spoken with her and she's, she has come up, I always say I'm going to stop assuming everything. Someone may not know, what, who, what's the woman at the well? It's a Samaritan woman. The Jews do not like them, uh, the Samaritans. And, but Jesus, he determined to go through Samaria uh, for some reason. Uh, his apostles went, let me set up this scene real briefly if I can. His apostles went to get food. They went to go, go and, and find food to eat, natural food. And Jesus, okay, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go up to this well and, and, and stay here. Y'all go on. And uh, obviously paraphrasing. And because he didn't say y'all, but anyway, so uh, uh, so he's at this well, and uh, this woman, Samaritan woman, is there by herself. Now, typically, you think people in that town coming up here to this well to get water, there would be maybe a crowd of of, of women there uh, drawing water and so forth. Well, she would go uh, uh, that she not be seen. She did not have the be- best reputation. Uh, but anyway, so it's just Jesus and this woman. Just Jesus and this woman, and 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 uh, there's there is uh, space in the the canon, in the New Testament, in the Bible, in the inspired Word of God, in the King James translation. There's space in here. This space right here in this fourth chapter, uh, the Gospel of John, to explain this. And there's so much we can get get out of this. 
and so he goes through, and Jesus Christ knew, of course he knew what he was to say to this woman. And he asked her to, to draw him some water and so forth. He didn't have anything to draw water with or put it into or anything and, and all. And, and so she had a certain reaction. But he, he spoke with this woman, and he knew what to say, how much to say, how strongly to say it, uh, and uh, uh, that, uh, that uh, she might respond in a certain way uh, in this. Now, she... Uh, Trying not to get ahead of myself, but uh, she's a child of God. She is a born-again child of God here. Jesus didn't stop here and say, I must needs go to Samaria so I can save this woman from her sins. No, he hasn't even been crucified yet. Now, what, anyway, so let me, let me go on. So he, he's speaking to her, and he also knows the reaction she's going to have. He knows what's going to happen. This is God, Jesus Christ. Now, I contrast some of Acts 17 in a moment. The Apostle Paul in, in Athens is what that's all about. But, uh, and, and his, his uh, speaking to, to uh, idolaters and so forth in Athens. But uh, anyway... Uh, she says in the 25th verse, she says to Jesus, The woman saith uh, unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, I will tell, uh, he will tell us all things. She knows that. She knows that. She doesn't know who's speaking to her and who she's speaking to at this point. But then Jesus says in the 26th verse, 4th chapter, Jesus saith unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. So he just tells her, I'm that one. I am the Messiah. Now, the translators, now in my Bible, that word he is italicized. And I've, I've touched on this before, but the translators into English put that in there, that word he uh, and to to make it more clear that and they were blessed uh, in that, but uh, anyway, God did by any, Jesus saith unto her, I that speak unto thee am. He's quoting. He is God. I am that I am hath sent thee. Tell Moses, tell them that I am, and that described. And I was a kid. I didn't understand that I am. That's like an. I guess it's a complete sentence, I am, but to but have a name. But that describes God. He is. He is. He's self-existent. Uh, uh, he is eternal. He needs and wants for nothing. Uh, uh, he needs no change uh, like we do need. Uh, but uh, uh, so I am that I am. This is, this is him here. Uh, okay, now, uh, and upon this... At this time, his disciples, his disciples uh, came uh, and marveled that he talked with the woman. They were even amazed that he would speak to this woman. She's, this is a Samaritan. The Jews did not like them. Why are you even talking to, uh, to her? In fact, they asked that. It's right here in Scripture. Why talkest thou with her? <laughs> this, this is Jesus... They don't even understand. They're following Jesus, and they're questioning, why is he, the Messiah, talking 
to this woman, the Savior uh, of the elect world. Uh, and uh, so, so they're, they're amazed at this. Now, at this, at this point, and, and I'll, I'll continue to a couple more verses and, and, and then move on. But uh, this, what's happening here, this is not what we call regeneration. It's, it's conversion. Remember, I already said, she's already a born-again child of God. And again, I think right there in stating that, this is Jesus who has not shed the redeeming blood yet. He hasn't offered up the sacrifice to God. But God had, had, that, had so much perfect and complete faith in that his son would complete his work in that covenant uh, uh, that, uh, that the Holy Ghost at some point in this woman's life uh, applied that blood that would be shed in the future. Uh, and she didn't know she was going to meet the Messiah. It, 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 it takes my breath away uh, that uh, and I must needs go to Samaria. And in throughout this, and even when Paul is in, in Athens preaching on Mars Hill, that God, Jesus Christ... He went for this one woman in some respects. We'll see more of that. It'll open up in a minute. But he went for her. Again, God has not, does not change. So when you wonder within yourselves, well, how much does God love me? How much is he in my life? This much. Jesus went through Samaria he must needs go through Samaria. And this is the only one he spoke to, is this woman, right right here. Uh, so let me let me move on. In the, the uh, so she was converted though. She was not born again here. She's already born again. She has life within her. She uh, she has this belief. She already said the Messiah is gonna come. She believes that. Uh, so, uh, she was, she had been confused and he, he went through, you know, uh, and he, again, he used certain things where she knew this, this must be a prophet. Uh, Jesus obviously, and told her when she said she has no husband, she said, he said, you know, fetch your husband. I have no husband. And he said, you, you speak true because you have, uh, had five husbands. You've had five. He knew that. She hadn't spoken. She never met him in her life. And so he knew all this. So he knew again that was going through. They talked about the water, the natural water, the real water for a while. It's almost like breaking the ice uh, in, in talk, meeting someone, talk about something. And uh, the Apostle Paul uses the same type of uh, 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 Process, I will say, in in uh, Acts chapter seventeen with the uh, Athenians, the woman twenty eighth verse. The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the men, "Come, see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ?" 
She's, she's changed completely. Yeah, I mean, you can look here. You can say next to the term in a dictionary, life-changing, life-changing event, you can put John 4 and uh, uh, 29, 28, 29. Uh, it's life-changed. She has confidence now that she didn't have before. She came up to fetch water. She just went off and left her water pot. And Mark, I won't keep saying, well, Mark, Mark yesterday afternoon brought, brought that piece up, and he left it and moved on and everything. Uh, but uh, so she left that. There was a change there. I tell you what, today, I need to leave my water pot. There needs to be a change in my life. Uh, yes, I'm born again. I'm thankful to be able to say that uh, and, and declare that. And proclaim that by the blood of Christ, by the Holy Ghost, by the election of God. But in my life, uh, and I tell you what, it's not just one water pot. I pick them up all the time. Let me get that water. No, leave the water pot and go. What'd she do? What's different here than where I started in Matthew 8? Tell, go tell no one. Tell no man. Here, number one, Jesus knew she will go down and tell the men. He knew what would happen, all-knowing. He did not predestinate. He did not predestine. He did not predetermine all of this that would take place. But he knew. He knew. And he knew exactly what to say. Would that preachers could, could do that. <laughs> we, we must be blessed by God to know. Uh, now, um, so she left her water pot, went down, and she said, Come see a man. Uh, and uh, is not this the Christ? Uh, then they went out of the city and came unto him. This is the effect that Jesus, speaking to one woman, had on Samaria. Samaria. Uh, and he didn't tell her, go and tell no one. He already knew that she, well, he knew that the other, the leper, the cleansed leper would as well. Um, and let me jump to verse uh, 39. It says, And many, many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman which testified. So she testified, This must be the Christ. He knew things and told me things about me that he could not have possibly known. Well, Jesus may not audibly tell you the, everything about you, but uh, audibly, but he knows. He knows. He, he knows my uh, human attributes. He knows my thoughts and all. He knew hers and told her out loud, but he must needs come to Samaria. Uh so many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him. Doesn't say how many. It certainly, to me, I read that and think there were a lot of people in that city believed on him. For the saying of the woman testified, he told me all things that uh, all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them, and he abode there two days. So two days. Now I want, I would love to have a voice recorder that records for two days 48 hours there what he abode with him two days 
What all, what all did, he, did he say? Now, you know, we're told what we need to know. Uh, so they, many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him, okay, for the saying of the woman. Now they want him to stay. He stayed two days. And many more believed because of his own word. She said, come see a man. Come see a man. And they did. <clears throat> many more believed because of his own word. Now, it keeps saying many, many, many. Not everyone in that city came up there. Not all the people in that city uh, heard the woman testifying to this. They didn't hear about it, whatever the case may be. Whoever came up, they heard this. And you talk about a gospel preacher, Jesus Christ himself here preaching to them. And so uh, uh, does that mean, okay, all of them that came up there, because they, they were answering the gospel call here, they believed it, so they heard it, then they believed it. Are the ones that are left down there in that city, are they not uh, children of God? No, no. are some of them not? It's not for us to determine. We don't have to. If you're worried about that, and maybe it's a family member, Someone in your family, you're concerned with that. You don't have to. Now, yeah, we're to look for the fruit, fruit of the Spirit. Uh, we're to, to look for that, the manifestation of the Spirit of God, so forth and all. But I'm not to It's not on me. I don't have to say, well, I must needs go through White's, to Whitesboro yesterday. I didn't need to do that. Now, I should think more that way. If I have a burden to go somewhere... And to preach, certainly I, I should uh, should follow that. Uh, but uh, so so these just now they they now have this this revelation uh, preached to them, and whatever Jesus said in the next uh, uh, couple of, of days. Uh, now, uh, so Matthew eight tell tell no man of this of this miracle. I he was cleansed of leprosy. And now this, this woman, this one woman, went down into the city and told the men. Now, in, in Acts uh, 17, uh, so I certainly won't go through everything that I did yesterday. Uh, I will say the, the, the same thing happened to, to, to Mark after I, after I sat down. I'm trying to preach yesterday, Acts 17. Uh, he was in there. He was going. He's having a hard time getting out. And he said, how do you get out of Acts 17 here? This Mars Hill uh, sermon here. And he had a hard time getting out. He did. Thanks, thanks be to God and all. So and then when I heard him preach out of, uh, out of uh, uh, John 4 then, uh, many thoughts came to me. But uh, So God, God gives us these things. Uh, so uh, in, in this, and in, in Paul, uh, just to set up the scene here, uh, Paul uh, was, and his, and his uh, apostles were in uh, Thessalonica. He's preaching in the synagogue of the Jews. Uh, fifth, fifth verse of this 17th chapter. The Jews, which believed not, moved with envy, took unto them certain lewd fellows with baser sort, and gathered a company and set all the city in an uproar. So they didn't just say, well, I'm not going to listen to this stuff. I don't believe it. It says the Jews which believed not. So they went and stirred up the uh, the whole the city. They stirred them up in an uproar. 
We've heard that before. Paul, this is not the only place where that happened with Paul. And then they follow him from city, from town to town uh, to stir it up. That's how much they hated this, this gospel. Uh, so, uh, the 10th verse says, And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea. So they sent him away. Uh, he wasn't, doesn't say he was harmed, Paul, in any way or the rest of them. Uh, to Berea, uh, who coming thither, this is the 10th verse, uh, went into the synagogue of the Jews. Uh, 13th verse, but when the Jews of Thessalonica, we're going back, this is just the last place they were, they were, where they were at Berea, this is Thessalonica, when, when those uh, Jews had knowledge that the word of God was preached of Paul at Berea, they came thither also and stirred up the people they're after this guy, after Paul. They do not want him to preach the gospel. Did that stop him? Did anything stop him? Did him being stoned or stones hurled at him stop him? Being scourged? I, if you don't know that definition of that, then that torture, then we need to look at that, uh, look that up. Jesus was scourged. Uh, but the, anyway... Uh, so, it says uh, that they heard uh, that uh, when the Jews of Thessalonica had knowledge that the word of God was preached at Paul of Berea, they came thither also and stirred up the people. So, it wasn't enough that they didn't believe it and was, were stirred up. They had to stir up other people. And immediately the brethren sent away Paul to go, as it were, to the sea. They sent Paul to Athens. Now, now uh, Silas and Timotheus says, uh, 14th verse, that they abode there still in Berea. Paul goes by himself. He's trying to speedily set this up. So now Paul is in Athens. And we all know uh, about Athens. We know the gods, the Athenian gods that they, that they worship. We know about all that. So we already have that knowledge, uh, and uh, uh, so we can read uh, the Word of God knowing that, and then Paul gives more insight, because he says in the 16th verse, Now while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred up in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. His spirit was stirred in him. Uh, now he took that then... Uh, when he saw the idolatry there, he took that as a subject then. And he spoke, and this is what my, my yesterday my thought was mainly on that, uh, that idol, that uh, altar of the uh, unknown God that they worshipped ignorantly and all. Not even going to touch that other than, than that. I don't really intend to. Uh, so, they, so he saw that, and he used that that he saw to go into this, this sermon. And also he sees us. Now, the apostle Paul says his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. Uh, you see that today. You see things in that happening uh, uh, across the land, in the, on the earth, in churches and so forth. And, and maybe our spirit stirred up. Uh, maybe you think, well, that, that can't be true. They can't... Uh, someone in the church that Jesus Christ set up, the primitive Baptist church cannot possibly be doing that. And our spirit stirred up. 
Now, I'm not immediately uh, told by God uh, to go to go over and go to that church and begin preaching and 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 uh, just knocking them in the head uh, figuratively with with the so-called gospel and trying to straighten them out. That's if I'm led to, I pray that I'll go. Uh, but I, I uh, you know, I have not been. Uh, the, the, the churches have pastors for that. Sometimes it's the pastors that are the problem. And please do not, amen, uh, that. But uh, so he's in Athens, and his spirit stirred up, and he's talking uh, in, uh, with the Jews, uh, synagogue, and then he's, he's in the market daily, uh, moving on through this. In uh, 19th verse, they brought him to Areopagus. May we know what this new doctrine, whereof thou speakest, is. So they want to know more. The Greeks were all about knowing something new. There's a song. I don't know whatever the book it may be, and it's in the Harp of Ages. It's, it's called, I don't know if the title is this, but it's something new. And it's about always wanting something new. Oh, something, you know, bright and shiny, something new. That's, that's dangerous territory. Uh, they, he brings strange things, certain strange things to their ears. Uh, and so he begins in the 22nd verse. Won't go through all these writings here, but uh, he mentions this unknown God, this inscription. Now, he begins really in the 24th. So he says, hey, I saw this uh, inscription on an altar to the unknown God. And he, then he says, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship. Now, they were covering their bases. Okay, we worship all these gods here. Now, here's this one in case we've missed any, anything. Uh, but uh, in the 24th verse, he begins really uh, to preach here to them. And he speaks that God made the world and all things herein. Uh, and I, I, I'm going to leave that. I won't, I won't go into any more of a sermon. But this point, and I, I just touched on this yesterday, but the Apostle Paul did not, he didn't begin... First of all, he did not browbeat them. He did not just come in there, you know, uh, and brashly and just uh, angrily and all. His spirit stirred up. His, his human nature had to be overruled by his spiritual nature at that point. Now, I think of, I th- he was a, a minister. He's an apostle, but he's a minister preaching the gospel uh, and, and here. But uh, he began. He began with some common things here. Some things like, okay, okay, um, and uh, I didn't hit this yesterday. But he mentions in the twenty-eighth verse. This goes right with my point here that I'm trying to make. For in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said. For we are also his offspring. As your own poets have said, he's, he's got some common ground here. That's what we should do. That's what I should do. Uh, I've been been guilty of when someone, and, and this is when I was much younger. I hope I've learned with experience and all. Someone asks you, well, what, what is it to be a primitive Baptist? What do you all believe and all? 
the, the first word out of my mouth should not be, oh, predestination, <laughs> election, all that. No, why, why start there? Uh, no, no, number one could be really confusing. Paul was blessed to, and God blessed him to do this. Jesus, uh, over there in John chapter 4, Jesus Christ knew exactly what to say. Paul had to be given what to say here. Ministers today have to be given what to say. Now, so he did not just come out and he began to talk to them. And, and it, was, it was beneficial. I will go on and, and see here, uh, to let you know in the, uh, let's see, uh, 32nd verse. He says, uh, it says, And when they heard of the uh, resurrection of the dead, some mocked, all of them didn't believe, are all of those unregenerate or all, are all of those uh, non-elect? In other words, are all of those that, uh, that uh, mocked him not children of God? No, it's not saying that. Uh, but uh, they didn't accept that. They rejected the gospel. Uh, and others said, we will hear thee again of this matter. So Paul departed from among them, howbeit how certain men clave unto him and believed. So they believed, some of them, uh, certain men uh, believed. So they did not reject the gospel. So some of them believed uh, there. They were blessed in that. Uh, God, somehow, I, I, I want to say, well, uh, Paul must needs go through Athens. These were, I keep, you know, the Samaritans, the Jews, you know, why are you even talking to this lady? Uh, and, and here he's preaching to these these uh, Epicureans and Stoics, these people and these idolaters and all. But his his word, God's word, fell on fertile ground here. Uh, and uh, uh, so, and in this, and and the, Paul uh, could be uh, pretty. He could be straightforward, foolish Galatians. He said, you know, but. I also take from this, I mean, and this is not only as a minister, but as as a born-again child of God, that I am not uh, to, uh, uh, to, uh, to uh, I must pray that God will overrule my human nature in responding to someone regarding anything, whatever it may be. Maybe it's the- theology, maybe it's doctrine, something else. I need to just stop. Paul had to be blessed there not to say certain things. And was it beneficial? Many believe. They clave unto him. Yes, it was blessed there by Paul, by God. Uh, 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 Paul was blessed of God here. And so, uh, so many times, and so, uh, in fact, in, let me go to 1 Corinthians, the ninth chapter, uh, and this explains some of Paul's methodology here. Just a couple of verses. Ninth chapter, 1 Corinthians, uh, 19th verse. For though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all, that I might gain the more. He is not... He's not trying to, to win over. He's not a politician. He's not trying to win votes or anything. He, he's, he's, he says that I might gain the more. He came not to baptize, but to preach is why Paul came. 
This is how he gains uh, people. And this is more specifically how he worked. And we, we, we see that in Acts chapter 17 in his letters to, to the people at uh, Thessalonica. And under the Jews I became as a Jew that I might gain the Jews to them that are under the law as under the law that I might gain them that are under the law. Okay, I think it's pretty determined it's, they're under the law. And he wanted to gain them. So uh, under the Jews I became a Jew. To them that are without the law, as without law, being not without law to God, but under the law to Christ, that I might gain them that are without law. He knew that he needed to speak differently and speak uh, different words and use different ways to speak to those that were not under the law there. Then he says, given several, I think it ends up being, no, maybe three examples here. Anyway, it says to, in the 22nd verse, to the weak became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. I am made all things to all men that I might by all means save some. He's not saving souls to heaven. He's saving them through the word of God, through the gospel. He's gaining them. And of all places in this den of idolatry, Athens itself, he's there. Jesus must needs go through Samaria. He went to Samaria. These heathens there. And oh, now they were, she says, she, the woman at the well talked about, uh, our men worship here at this well and so forth. Uh, but uh, so the Apostle Paul would make adjustments. I believe that God blesses the church, that he sends certain ministers to those churches uh, of which they need, that will, he, he will bless them to do just this. Uh, a pastor should not come in and immediately start... Uh, uh, taking names and cleaning things up as we might. We need to pray. God, I tell you what, God loves the church. That's a that's dangerous territory. Uh, and uh, uh, although I don't I don't lose my temper very often. You see me drive in traffic around here. You'll you'll see that some. I'm trying to work on it, but uh, I don't. My the. the some people, it's like the line that they cross before they just lose it and start, you know, verbally wailing on people. Mine, I think my line's kind of far out there. But anyway, uh, God has to bless us in that. I see you. Uh, so God has to bless us in that. But I tell you what, if we keep in our minds the importance of this, Jesus Christ said, uh, I am whom thou, uh, Jesus whom thou persecuted. Saul didn't persecute Jesus directly, but his church, that's important. I should be fearful of offending one. Now, does that mean that we don't handle things in the church and have discipline and so forth? No, it doesn't mean that. We need to handle it the right way. Let's look at how Jesus Christ handled the woman at the well and spoke to her. And then Paul uh, spoke to, uh, to, uh, to the uh, Athenians there that they were deep in idolatry, had one to the unknown God. Uh, so, uh, and, and he spoke to them on that. 
but so we can take that today, and 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 then uh, also let's look at the other side. Let's what happened in Athens after Paul preached, and then he's gone, and then that, that again changing. There was change there, conversions and so forth. Were were there ones in Athens that were were regenerated slash born again at some point in there? Sure, there there were. But Paul's preaching did not do that. His preaching converted them. He, they believed it there by faith. They believed it. Uh, the woman at the well, she goes down and tells all of them how many people's lives were changed, number one, because Jesus must needs go through Samaria. Well, it said many. I think it's a great number of uh, Samaritans. That were changed, but also because she went down there and told them she could have just taken her water pot, gotten her water, gone back down, and and she was obviously she was changed, but she testified of that. All of these things I need to work on. All of them I do. I realize that. But following God and His guidance, His providence in my life, I'm not gonna. I don't intend to and don't feel led uh, to, as I see most, almost every day that I'm in my office in downtown Dallas, I look down out the window and there's somebody preaching on the corner. I don't feel led to do that. Well, in fact, I say preaching. They're yelling a lot and holding up signs, but, and I look at all the cars just driving by and everything. But, uh, but if I feel led, as that woman did, to testify of the Messiah, she just met him. She knows that's him. She knows it's him. And others came and saw that and believed it. May God bless you and keep you. It's my prayer. We'll close the service.